And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we're with Lamb Lion Ministry. We have a great program prepared to you today as we're going to talk about out of this world. So stay tuned for an out of this world program. And for those of you that are following us live via social media, hey, why don't you share with your friends and family this program so that they can join us today? But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you that amidst all the trials and tribulations that seem to be going on and the increasing lawlessness, that you are sovereign and you are king and you have a great future for us, Lord, and thank you for that blessed hope. May you speak on it to, through us today, Lord, and may we grow in our relationship with you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, again, as we're talking about out of this world. So we hope that you can stay tuned and be part of the program and get your Bibles ready to the book of of the book of the Gospel of John, chapter 8, as we get ourselves situated. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Brother, always good to be teaching the Bible with you. Praise the Lord. Awesome, Nathan. We're so, uh, uh, again, we're so encouraged every week uh, by the wonderful things that God is doing in the midst of all the challenges. And that's one thing that you would agree with me, that we are in definitely challenging situations. And before we dive into that, Nathan, maybe someone is new to the program and they don't know how to get a hold of us or what we do in this ministry. Can you share a little bit about that? So in case people need more information. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Vic and I are both evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that a, a number of different ways, but primarily through our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which is now in its 18th season, is aired all over the world. Uh, we also have a website, which is ChristinProphecy.org. And if you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus and get excited about his soon return, we have plenty of videos and articles. We have social media like YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we have short videos like our prophetic perspectives and the inbox series. And uh, so check us out. Sign up for our newsletter at ChristinProphecy.org. Well, thank you so much, Nathan. Again, for those of you that are tuned in, hey, take advantage of that wonderful information. Uh, Nathan, of course, we uh, one of the wonderful things regarding uh, our ministry that we're involved is all the different resources. And you guys have been doing a great job with a prophetic perspective. They're also uh, touching base on what's happening in the churches with the COVID-19. And uh, you had your pastor on there, Pastor Glenn Meredith, right? Right. Our prophetic, excuse me, prophetic perspective series is a, just a short teaching. We put that on uh, YouTube, which is our Christ in Prophecy channel, Instagram and Facebook. And uh, you can go to our website at ChristinProphecy.org and we have them on the homepage, too. But the idea is uh, our television shows take a few weeks to develop. So <laughs> Bible prophecy is being fulfilled so quickly and signs of the end times are happening so fast that the TV show can't keep up with them. So. What we ended up doing is creating a short series called Prophetic Perspectives that address different topics that are going on. Uh, this week, we've had our pastor from my church, Brookhaven Church, uh, Glenn Meredith, and uh, he's been there talking about some of the challenges that the church has faced in dealing with uh, COVID-19. Uh, we called uh, one particular episode COVID versus the church, and a lot of pastors are struggling out there to try to figure out what to do to keep their people safe but also deal with uh, religious freedom. I mean, we've heard recently the Supreme Court shoot down Nevada churches for meeting 50 or more, yet the casinos can be fully packed. We've seen in California a total ban on churches and singing and 
crazy stuff like that. And, and courageous pastors like Jack Hibbs and John MacArthur are continuing their services with the threat of being arrested. Uh, we've seen religious persecution explode during this COVID crisis. And so how do churches respond to it? How do we Christians support our pastors? And so Glenn uh, gave us a lot of insight into what to do and what his church particularly is doing. Mm, excellent, Nathan. I would encourage anyone tuned in. Hey, keep the churches in prayer. Keep the pastors in prayer. Uh, the church, of course, through history has always thrived uh, through challenges. So I believe God has a wonderful uh, future ahead of us. So, but Nathan, again, our world just seems right now to be completely going bonkers. You and I were talking about what's going on in the news and government. Can you talk to us about what's going on this week there? Well, if you're watching, say, the uh, attorney bar hearing where the uh, Congress called him up and, and basically it was a kangaroo court. You know, they, they had no questions for him. They just wanted to berate him. Here's a guy who's trying to defend America, trying to defend our buildings and through the riots in Portland and Seattle and, and Chicago and Denver. Uh, we're seeing an Antifa rise. We're seeing a, a rise of lawlessness. Uh, Black Lives Matter, which says it's a group against police brutality, but really it's a Marxist organization that that brings nothing but destruction and division. And we're seeing this rise of lawlessness as the Bible prophesied. And so it, it's really hard to watch the fabric of America be trashed. And here the churches are sitting in their houses trying to be compliant and not meet to keep people healthy. Meanwhile, the, the anarchists are out there in the streets. And, and so it's just very disheartening to see a country that you love, like I do, uh, starting to fall apart. And it's not just America. Uh, friends in South Africa are watching uh, terrible persecution of Christians there, uh, seeing in China terrible persecution, Nigeria, much slaughter by Boko Haram of the Christians there. I mean, if this isn't the end times, then I can't imagine what it would be, because clearly yeah. all the events of Bible prophecy are happening more frequently and more intensely, just as Jesus said they would. And, you know, Nathan, I, and I think during all this as a church, as individuals, this is a great time for us to, again, be getting ready. We recognize that our home is not this earth, but yet while we're here, we're called to uh, make a difference. So definitely, Nathan, uh, prayer is so important. And I believe that the Lord is at the door. As a matter of fact, Nathan, in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verses 21 through 30, the Lord Jesus reminded us where our destiny is, what we are to, how, uh, where, where we will be headed, and also how to get there, who will get there, and who will not get there. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, to John chapter 8 and read for us verses 21 through 30 as we dive into today's teaching uh, uh, regarding out of this world? Absolutely. This uh, particular passage is Jesus predicting his departure. And it reads, Then Jesus said to them again, I am going away, and you will seek me and will die in your sin. Where I go, you cannot come. So the Jews said, Will he kill himself? Because he says, Where I go, you cannot come. And he said to them, You are from beneath, and I am from above. You are from this world, and I am not of this world. Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Then they said to him, well, Who are you? And Jesus said to them, just what I've been saying to you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. They did not understand that he spoke to them of the Father. And then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father taught me, I speak these things, and he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do these things that please him. And as he spoke these words, many believed in him. 
Wow, Nathan, what an amazing passage. I mean, just verse 21 there is an eye-opener. Then Jesus said to them, I am going away, and you will seek me, and you will die in your sins. Where I am, excuse me, where I go, you cannot come. You know, Nathan, what I noticed there in verse 1 is, is so very interesting because in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3, if you can read that for us and then we'll talk about it, it's almost like a contrast there. Well, absolutely. We're all wondering, at least the Jews were at the time, because you know we now have the Bible to read and know exactly what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about he's, he's sent by the Father, he's the Messiah, and he's going up to heaven, and those who aren't saved will die in their sins and will eventually hell. Uh, those who are saved will go up to heaven. In John 14, 1 through 3, uh, Jesus explains what he will do when he departs. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions or homes. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Woo, Nathan, what a wonderful passage. I love that. And here we find this, uh, not a contrast, but it's a reality where Jesus opens there in John 8, uh, speaking about, uh, you know, where, where others cannot go, but then he says how others are able to get there, and it's all ha and it has to do with believing in him, with a relationship with him, and departing from sin. Right, and, and when Jesus spoke in John eight, again, this is before his crucifixion. Uh, many of Jesus' own disciples were quite quite confused because Jesus would always um, leave part of the message away. You know, he was waiting for the crucifixion and resurrection when all his teachings would finally click. Even with Jesus' own brothers, with Jesus' own disciples, after the crucifixion, they were confused. They didn't understand. And then he was resurrected and it was like, bang, you know, they're slapping their forehead. They, <laughs> oh, that's what Jesus meant. You know? And then Jesus returned and spent many days with them and told them and explained more in detail so that when the apostles would go out and share the gospel, that they would understand. And one of these is John here, explaining as, as well, uh, recording what Jesus said, that, well, okay, well, when Jesus leaves, he goes up to heaven, he ascends to heaven as he did after uh, he was crucified and resurrected and then stayed on earth for a while and then ascended to heaven, that his time over the last 2,000 years has been spent preparing a place for what we call his bride, the church. In other words, those who have accepted Jesus as Savior are members of the church, capital C, or the bride, capital B. And there Jesus is preparing a home for us waiting for us to come and be with him. And so if, if God can create the whole universe in six days, man, just think about what this this new heavenly that's called the new Jerusalem will be like. Ooh, Nathan, and that is awesome. You know, Nathan, you made a very good point because, again, Jesus will oftentimes tell them things. And just like us, sometimes we, we hear, but we don't listen. <laughs> and uh, one, of yeah. the, one of the things that I noticed, I mean, he had this conversation with uh, them earlier, even with the religious leaders. Uh, and, and it's the story of Nicodemus, right, Nathan? And, and Jesus spoke to Nicodemus and basically Nicodemus had those questions, how to get, how to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And, and the Lord basically told Nicodemus, you know, Nicodemus, uh, you need to be born again. Uh, and it seemed like the religious leaders, for whatever reason, Nathan, they just sometimes didn't get what Jesus was talking about. No, I mean, with Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he's, he's talking about you have to be born of water and of spirit. And so people are like, oh, you have to be baptized in water. It's like, no, 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 no. Born, born of water. In other words, you have to be born. We're all born of water because our, you know, in the womb, we're in water and, and we're born of it. But born in spirit means that we're born again. We have a new life because the, 
Jesus Christ has saved us of our sins and the Holy Spirit then renews us and, and lives inside us and gives us a second nature, not the old sin nature, but a new live nature. And we yearn for the day then when we pass away and then all we have left is a new nature and we sin no more. That is the redemption that the Lord has been working at for thousands of years to redeem mankind and bring them back to him. Woo. And Nathan, and, and of course, and that's why we, we read in John 3, 16, that's why it says that God so loved the word that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Again, this was earlier on. Jesus was already, um, again, speaking to them these things that in order to enter into the kingdom, uh, it's by faith, right, Nathan? It's believing. It's not by our works. Absolutely. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says that uh, it's not by faith, uh, works, but by faith in Jesus Christ. It's a uh, by his grace alone. Uh, otherwise, we'll boast. Uh, look at all the good things I did. I deserve to get in heaven. Not at all. The Bible is very anti-works uh, because our works, as Isaiah were to was told, is like, are like filthy rags to God. No matter how good we think we're doing good stuff, there's always some sinful motivation. You know, maybe attention, maybe pride, uh, maybe there's a financial gain. Uh, even with our purest intentions, they're not 100% pure. And so our works will never get us to heaven. I, I remember I was in Alaska back in uh, 1993, and I was a camp counselor. And one of the cabins I had, we were standing at the edge of Cowie Creek. And it probably was about, uh, I don't know, maybe 100 yards across. Uh, and so I had the boys throw rocks across the river. And I said, okay, so you guys will get an award if you can get your rock across this Cowie Creek. And for all they tried, they, they just couldn't throw the rock. I mean, it was just too far away. They tried and tried. And I was like, that's like trying to earn your salvation. You can try and try, but you can never get across that creek. And it's like that with us. We can try and try, but it's Jesus Christ who steps across that creek and brings us to him because he is capable of doing the work. And the only work that was needed was dying on the cross. A tremendous work, a, a horrible work that he had to die for our sins, but that work, that perfect man dying for an imperfect people, when we put our faith in him, our sins are forgiven, and we can reach across and end up in heaven. And that's just what Jesus was talking about back there in John 8. Man, I love that analogy. I think that is so cool. And there's so many today trying to get to the other side on their own efforts, on their own, uh, with their own strength. And yet the Lord is saying, you know, it's so simple. It's through faith. It's believing in me. And Nathan, and the comforting thing is that, that even as he was speaking here, he was saying there in verse 29, and he who sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone for I always do the things which uh, which please him. And, and that's another comforting thing. That the Lord is always with us. He doesn't leave us. He will never forsake us. And isn't that what Matthew 28, 18 says, Nathan, if you can take us there? Because what a comforting thing is that to know that the Lord can be with us now, but he will always be with also uh, in heaven when we're reunited with him. Absolutely. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 reads, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven on earth. So go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And that's our great commission, right? Just like Acts 1.8, it's God's marching orders to every person who believes in Jesus, Savior, to go out and share about Jesus, their experiences, uh, share their testimony of salvation, share what the Bible teaches about Jesus, 
and lead people to Jesus. Now, we can't get people saved, but the Holy Spirit will work in them, and each person has a, their own decision to make. We lead them, and they decide to, to accept or not in faith, and the Holy Spirit nudges them, and uh, so everybody gets the, this opportunity to come to Jesus Christ and be saved, especially during this coming tribulation time period. Boy, God pulls out all the stops during that time period, 144 Jewish evangelists, uh, two witnesses, a gospel angel spread out all over the earth, uh, God's judgments, all the Christian material we leave behind. That uh, Once the church is taken up to that place that Jesus was talking about in John 14, then the rest of the world will have to deal with God's wrath. But God is always merciful, and the gospel message will still long be preached well after the church is out of here. Woo, Nathan, what a wonderful thing. And you know what I love about this passage, Nathan, is that Jesus says again, he says, I'm going away. Uh, and what a wonderful thing that he didn't just go by himself and kind of leave us behind, but he gave us an opportunity in, in again, how we are also able uh, to get there. Now, Nathan, that's what the rapture is all about. Those that have placed their trust and faith in Jesus Christ. And now we're going to be going with the Lord went to. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's amazing when you think about it that that we live in such a fallen world. I mean, every day it's just terrible news and the world is a mess and it's got this deranged utopian idea that if we put in communism again, that that's gonna make everything better. What? It only brings death and misery and destruction. It shows how depraved we are. But uh, God says there is a much better way, the only way, and that is to leave this world and be with Jesus Christ in heaven. Uh, eventually, of course, uh, that'll change. There, there's some prophecies about a new Jerusalem, but Anyway, it's to be with Jesus Christ, but there's only one way to Jesus Christ. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. So only faith in Jesus Christ allows our sins to be forgiven and gives us that opportunity upon death to be with Jesus in heaven. And you know, Nathan, that is so true. And even the religious leaders, they had their form of religiosity, but that's not enough to get you into heaven. It's simple faith in Jesus Christ. That's why he told them that they were going to die in their sin. In other words, uh, people don't like to talk about sin or understand that sin is what separates us from God. But we do recognize that we're sinful men. We sin daily. That's why we need to repent and turn from our sins. And Nathan, like the Bible is clear that unrighteous people are not going to be allowed into heaven. As a matter of fact, Revelation is clear about that. In Revelation 21, verses 7 through 8, Nathan, if you can take us there, the Bible really outlines for us who will be allowed into heaven and who will not. Well, yeah, uh, you know, it's a wonderful chapters 21 and 22. Uh, it's about the eternal state, how heaven will come down to earth as the new Jerusalem on a new earth, a cleansed earth, the earth without the curse. Uh, but there are some people who won't inherit that. And it says, he who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So here we got, these are the people that didn't accept Jesus as Savior. They continue to live in their sins. They will never, ever be allowed into the new Jerusalem, the heaven on the new earth. And there it says here, the second death, that's another word for hell. That is the eternal punishment for those who have died in their sins. They haven't been forgiven. The judgment for their sin is death, and they will face hell forever. That that should frighten anybody. I mean, uh, it's bad enough we're all terrified of death, 
But to be terrified of the second death uh, is should be natural because it's eternal separation from God. It's eternal punishment, and nobody should want that. Mm, excellent point. Again, you're tuning to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry, and we're talking about out of this world. You know, Nathan, as I look at verse 8 there of Revelation 21, and we were talking about all the hideous things that are happening right now, all the lies, all the confusion. Uh, you know, the, the a payday is coming, and people might be thinking that they're deceiving uh, uh, many in government or in the world, uh, but you know what? The Lord knows exactly what's going on. And he's going to rectify all of these lies. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And that should give anybody hope that when we're living in a time of such incredible injustice, I mean, absolutely, uh, where rioters are, are destroying public buildings and, and the government is patting them on the back and applauding them, where, where mayors are happy when, when the police can't do their jobs. I mean, that's lawlessness. That's the spirit of the Antichrist, as First uh, John tells us. And so, uh, or excuse me, Second John. So we know then that that's that's what it's going to be. These people, unless they turn to Jesus Christ and repent of their sins, are in this list. This list is going to hell. And for Christians, that should be a motivation to share the gospel because we can be angry at these people. We can want justice to these people. But uh, you know, Vic, these guys are going to hell, and uh, they're going in their sins, and they need to be rescued from them. So we should be bold and share the gospel and. And get the word out because who knows, maybe some of these people that we're seeing, you know, beating up people and, and setting things on fire and stealing stuff and all, maybe the Lord has salvation planned for them in the tribulation. Uh, maybe the gospel shared might be rejected now, but accepted later. Like you said, the Great Commission says we need to keep on preaching and that's what we need to keep on doing. And Nathan, and that's a very good point. I mean, those that's who we used to be before we knew the Lord. I mean, really, if somebody saw me before Jesus, they, they would have been like, oh, boy, there's trouble coming. <laughs> yeah, there's that gangster, Vic Batista. And all. I don't know. I've always been Bible boy. I, I've, I've known the Lord since seven years old. I don't know before. Oh, that's, that's great. That I was a good person. And, uh, you know, I'm a sinful person like anybody else. But the old man is going to go away and the new man is going to be renewed. But. Yeah, when you think uh, how many, I just love the message to the church in Corinth, one of the most evil cities in its time period, and uh, Paul just listing all the sins of the people that are unsaved, and he says, and so were some of you. Mm. And we're talking about male prostitutes and child molesters, I mean, horrible, horrible things, but people getting saved and being forgiven of their sins. So it is possible. Uh, I mean, I look at you know, like this uh, bar hearing, uh, Jerry Nadler, this guy hates God, and he goes out of his way to insult God, to push God out of the government. And, you know, I couldn't help but, uh, you know, you want him out of out of uh, job, maybe even out of this life. But I had to pray for him. Too. I'm like, Lord, maybe this guy can get saved. The most hard-hearted man that I've seen out there against God, who just stands against everything you believe. Like Saul, you can turn him into a Paul, right? Wouldn't it be wonderful if people like Nancy Pelosi got saved? And yes. start sharing their testimony and other people got saved. I mean, wow, man. Or this Patrice Cullors, the head of Black Lives Matter, who wants to destroy heteronormativism and the patriarchy and is all about trans rights. I mean, totally depraved. What if she got saved and shared her faith? Look at Kanye West. Ah, foul mouth rapper is now one of the, the leading gospel preachers in our time period. And that just blows your mind. The gospel truly transforms people. Nathan, and that is the good news. You and I, we do this program. We do share some reality of what's happening in the world. But at the end, it's good news. God can transform and change the heart 
of anyone. Nobody is far, uh, uh, far from his reach. We're talking about religious leaders here in John chapter 8. We're talking about individuals that, I mean, Paul uh, saw before he became Paul. He was one of these, right, Nathan? And yet God had grace on him and changed his destination. We notice again, Revelation, uh, the, the, the last uh, book there on Revelation chapter uh, 21, uh, verse 27 uh, Nathan, uh, I mean, it's clearly where, where it says that, but there shall by no means enter in anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And that's why when we look at John chapter 8 and Jesus was talking to the religious leaders there in verse 23, he says, and he said to them, you are from beneath, I am from above. Uh, he says, you are of this world. I'm not of this world. Then Jesus says, therefore, I said unto you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe I am he, you will die in your sins. Y yet Saul believed in Jesus, right, Nathan? And he repented from his sins and he was truly born again. And we see all of what God did and used him in the New Testament. That's an amazing uh, a grace right there uh, story, if we've ever heard one. Well, it's interesting, too, because when you look at the story of Saul before he came to know Jesus, he was very much like one of these Antifa rioters. Yes. Marching the homes, storming people out, beating them up, uh, dragging them from their homes, killing people, sending people to jail. Total chaos and, and fervor that seemed to consume him, but thinking he was doing something right, uh, working for God, but he really wasn't kind of like... Uh, the Black Lives Matters, thinking that they're helping blacks, but instead they're ruining their neighborhoods. Uh, you know, it's it's that kind of insane thinking. And, and yet what counters with Jesus, and you read about how Saul, once he becomes Paul, then Paul is a totally different person. He's calm and peaceful. He's passionate, but not insane and driven. He's He's focused. He's humble before the Lord, and the Lord continues to humble him. I mean, the transformation of, from Saul into Paul it is like from night to day, and uh, the Lord can do that for you. If, if you're trapped in your sin, you're, you feel crazed and lost and fearful, especially with all this COVID fear going on, uh, the Lord can just call upon the Lord, and, and you will be saved. Your sins will be forgiven, and you will be transformed. The Lord promises you that. Mm, Nathan, that is fantastic. You know, Nathan, normally you do our closing invitation, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and speak to that personal woman on the other side right now who maybe doesn't have a relationship with Jesus and everything you said, Nathan, uh, has hit home for them. Listen, if that's you right now, wherever you are, you can trust in Jesus with a very simple prayer. You can call on his name. Again, the Bible says in John 3, 16, again, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So if you want your, your, your address to change uh, to that location where Jesus is so that you can be one of those individuals that will be out of this world, again, you can do so by praying a simple prayer and believing in your heart from wherever you are. You can call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And with a very simple prayer, you can simply say, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner. And God right now, I repent for my sins. I turn to you. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I want to invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and to be my friend. And from this day forth, I want to follow you, Jesus. In your name I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. 
And it's that simple. And if you pray that prayer, uh, Nathan and I here, we are rejoicing with you right now. We'd love for you to give us a call, 305-992-9537. We would love to give you a Bible, uh, some literature, so you can continue to grow uh, in your relationship with Jesus. But now your destiny is, again, out of this world, to be with the Lord forever. So, Nathan, you're absolutely right. There's people committing hideous crimes out there. Crazy things are going on. But it's really that simple in how God changes the heart of an individual, right? Absolutely. You can be totally transformed, but you'll have to let the Lord uh, do that. Let the Holy Spirit work in you. Uh, don't run away from his calling. You're feeling that tugging in your heart. Uh, respond to it. Say, Lord, do with me as you will. Put your faith in him. And your sins will be forgiven and you will inherit eternal life with Jesus Christ. Mm, and that is that wonderful uh, good news that you and I get to share every week with individuals. Again, so Nathan, it's really amazing uh, all the wonderful things that God is doing. Uh, and we just want to encourage uh, those of you that are tuned into our program. I know we ran out of time uh, for this segment of the program, but continue to keep your eyes on Jesus. Pray for our nation. Look for opportunities uh, to reach the lost because we believe the Lord is coming back very, very soon. So Nathan, my brother, we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but I want to thank you so much for like always opening up the scriptures for us. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Awesome. And again, for the rest of you, we thank you. Have a great day.